I'm Claire. And I'm Liz. And this is The Balancing Act, a podcast where we talk about law, life, and everything in between. So this is episode 40. My goodness, Liz. Maybe Ow. we should do something in like 10 episodes when we hit the big 5-0. Right. But this is episode 40. And we're going to be starting a new series for the next couple of episodes talking about whether people need to hire an attorney for different legal issues that they have. So in this episode, I'm going to be interviewing Liz about family law and whether people who are going through a family law case might want to hire an attorney or whether they can do it on their own. So Liz, just to remind everyone, what is family law? When someone says, oh, I have a family law attorney, what what does that mean? What does that entail? So if they say they have a family law attorney, they're probably going through either like a divorce, um, maybe like a custody or a paternity dispute, child support issues. Um, Sometimes people hire me to do like a prenup or an antenuptial agreement. There are postnuptial agreements that people do. And there's post-decree matters, which are things like, you know, after the divorce is over Um, Or I guess after a custody decree has been entered, you know, people want to make changes or need to make changes to agreements, especially, you know, typically I would say as kids are involved or, I mean, a lot of things are kid related in all honesty, right? Sure. Yeah. It could be a whole bunch of things. It's not one specific thing that somebody is hiring, hiring you to do. And so do people like call you up and say, do I even need an attorney for this? Or how does that conversation happen? Usually people don't call up and ask me if they need a lawyer. There have, you know, there are times where people maybe have like a super simple case where I might say, oh, you might be able to do this one thing yourself. Um, But typically people aren't asking me. They just try to do it on their own. Meaning like, They would, you know, the Minnesota courts have some forms on their website. So usually if someone's going to try and do it themselves, they're going to use, you know, the forms that are on the website and try to file them with the court. And are there parts that people can do by themselves? So if someone called me up and, you know, it was like a child support modification where child support's the only issue and both people work, you know, W-2 type jobs and there aren't, you know, any parenting time issues, I might say, you know, especially if the person seems like they would be able to fill out the paperwork and do a decent job in court, I might say, you know what, you might be able to do child support magistrate or expedited process for child support on your own using these forms maybe a name change, right? So like you can do a name change in Minnesota and a lot of people would call that like a family court issue. And those are the paperwork that's provided for those is generally, you know, if there isn't a dispute about it, 
In other words, like a dispute that could happen about a name change is if a parent's trying to change a kid's name, right? And the other parent doesn't agree. That's not really the kind of case that you would do on your own. But if it was a straightforward name change, you know, people should be able to do that on their own using the forms that's made for people to be able to do that on their own. Some order for protection cases, people do file them on their own or with an advocate in same with like harassment restraining orders. And that's partially because there are groups that kind of help people to do that. And there's like kind of social worker advocates that will help them. You know, a lot of times people will end up needing a lawyer at some part of those cases, unless it's like a really straightforward one. You know, depending on how the case goes, there will be like a mini trial or an evidentiary hearing. And then sometimes like an uncontested, uncontested means no one's fighting about it. Um, Step parent adoption. If one of the biological parents who is not adopting the kid, right, who is willing to sign away their rights, if they are willing to sign away their rights so the step parent can adopt, you might be able to do one of those on your own. But I've also um, represented people in those. And sometimes I feel like almost every case has like this one weird little thing come up that makes it hard to do on your own, right? Like every case has their one magically weird issue, basically, that you end up needing some assistance on. Or maybe those are the cases that come to me, I suppose. I guess I don't see the people who did it on their own all the way. Yeah. So what would you what would you say generally to somebody who maybe is thinking about doing a divorce on their own or thinking about modifying custody? On well, their own. what would but, you what would you say to them? You are socially distant from me. You are in a different place than me. But when you said doing a divorce on your own, I gave a facial expression that was like, ah! and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because a lot of the so like the pro se forms that the court provides, unfortunately, first of all, like they try to be a one size fits all. So they are tons of pages, but generally they are pretty general. And so unfortunately, they don't ask questions that I would ask my clients and they don't give options I would give my clients. Judges, I have seen this, don't always correct um, forms that aren't 100% filled out correctly. So like I've seen people sort of waive spousal maintenance, which it's usually not a sort of waive thing, right? Um, It's either a yes or a no thing. Yeah. So, and I'm like, how come a judge let us, and I'm like, whatever, not, you know, I can't, I can't fix that. So I, you know, and some of these things, some of these mistakes might not be a big deal if there's never a fight about it. The problem is that a lot of times if I'm seeing it after the fact, it's because there is a fight about it. And now, you know, because the paperwork wasn't clear, there's not really a lot of guidance. So I would generally say, if you are thinking of, for example, doing a divorce on your own, okay, but please have a lawyer review your documents before you sign them. And before you submit them to the court, I, you know, like a lot of attorneys will offer unbundled services where they'll review, you know, we can review your documents and kind of give you some feedback without it being like a full on giant retainer, right? Because I think people sometimes get scared that talking to an attorney might mean paying a lot of money. But honestly, like I have reviewed a lot of paperwork that people were wanting to sign and 
sadly or not, I guess probably good. It means my law degree was worth it. I I always find things that need to be changed yeah. or added or questions. So I would say, please, please have an attorney review the documents before you sign them and before you submit them to the court. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty simple procedure too. If you, you know, either want to do it yourself or or maybe your spouse hired an attorney and you didn't, but just to have someone explain it to you mm-hmm. so yep. that if a question comes up, you know what you signed. Yep. I mean, I call it, or well, I call it, haha. The world of lawyers calls it unbundled legal services. And I know we've talked about it before, but I mean, basically someone would contact me and say, hey, I have these court forms I filled out and me and my spouse are in agreement with them and I want to sign them, but I really think I want to have a lawyer look at them. What do I do? And I can say, hey, let's schedule an appointment or not during COVID, you know, during COVID we'll do it a little differently, but my rates are reasonable in general. Unbundled attorneys' rates are reasonable because it's a set period of time and a set, you know, a set amount of tasks that are happening. Like our job is just to review right. the paperwork and give you some feedback, and you know, it's not like we're you're you're hiring someone to litigate it or whatever. So, what generally can happen to someone if they decide, nope, I can just do it on my own? You know, I watched the videos or my friend went through a divorce and I just looked at her paperwork or uh, whatever the case may be. What can happen if they didn't have an attorney helping them? Well, I mean, of course, in a perfect world, nothing, right? Everything would go great. That's one thing that can happen. But now for the things that aren't so great, you might, when you sign something, give up rights that you would have had. You might reach an agreement about something that is way worse than what you would have agreed to if you had talked with an attorney or if you had gone to court on the issue. You might not clarify things correctly. So I've had issues with people and divorces and the mortgages or car loans, you know, not putting clarifying language in there about what happens to those after the divorce. Regarding kids, there are so many different things that people should think about when they're making a an agreement about parenting time and custody and vacation parenting time and holidays and, you know, things like if there are issues with um, substance abuse by one parent or whatever else. And spousal maintenance, people might be agreeing to things that they really shouldn't agree to. And then also just when there's no clarifying language in the paperwork, it makes it harder to like, there's not even a good starting point for when there is a dispute. Cause it's not like you can be like, well, you know, they were doing this, but the paperwork says this. So at least we know what their intentions were. If there's nothing in the paperwork, it's hard to even know where to start when there's a dispute, which I feel like makes it more likely that the case could end up in court, which is more expensive and also stressful. I was just going to say, so does it end up being more expensive? Um, I've definitely had um, cases where people did the, you know, the pro se paperwork for a divorce. And then a year later, unfortunately, they have spent much more than what they would have if they had, well, I guess I can't psychically know that they would spend more than they would have, but (laughs) 
yes, it has gotten, sure. you know, unfortunately it can be expensive if people didn't do a great job on those forms. And obviously I can't give a ton of details because of client confidentiality, but I have right. seen a lot of things happen where I'm just like, oh, if only you had talked to me before you signed this, we could have put like two sentences in. Honestly, sometimes it's like two sentences and that would have fixed this problem, you know, but yeah. So what's your bottom line for people who are about to start a divorce or custody or child support or are maybe coming back after having already, you know, gotten divorced a few years ago? What's your, what's your bottom line for people? Um, should they should they hire an attorney or do they not need an attorney? I would say no one. Well, there's a lot of people that don't love attorneys. And trust me, I understand why. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, I get it. Because um, you know lots of attorneys. I know lots of attorneys and I like a lot of them. But I do understand how we are an acquired taste. But I would say please, like, consult. At least consult with a couple of attorneys. You know, there's a lot of cases that honestly do you do need representation on it. I'm not telling you that because of financial interest. I'm telling you that because I don't want you to hurt yourself and end up spending a lot more money later on. So bottom line, give an attorney a call and make your decision after you've talked with one or two attorneys, but don't just kind of blindly go into it. Yeah. Let's say, if you don't like the first one, talk to a second one. <laughs> that sounds like good advice. Thanks for listening to